Welcome to Breaker Culture Weekly. The guys from BreakerCulture.com help pull back the curtains and give you insight into the hobby. Sit back and enjoy interviews, product breakdowns, and hobby analysis so you can get your edge in the marketplace. And now, to the show. Yo! What's going on? This is Ty from Breaker Culture, and it is episode 48 of Breaker Culture Weekly. Thank you for joining. You ever read a book and you're like halfway through it, and then you think, hmm, it'd be really good if I could finish this book, but maybe you don't get around to it, or uh, you just kind of lose track of time, or worst case scenario, you lose the book. Well, this is kind of like that, except we're going to actually help you finish the book. Uh, this is the third part of a series with Chris Torres, CRT Sports Cars. That was a terrible analogy, by the way. That's all I could come up with on the fly. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about the final piece of Top Series Baseball, Top Series 1. And uh, look, we, we talked about this seven, eight weeks ago about how do you approach breaks. I think Chris did a good job laying that out. And then a week before Top Series 1 hit the streets, we talked about how we approach Series 1, how he approaches Series 1, things to, to think about, things to do. This is the capstone. This is the end of it all, and we wrap it all up. We talk about what the results were, what uh, how he adjusted things kind of in the middle of the, the break for him, the rip and flip, and then uh, what he learned from it. And, I mean, look, this is very product-specific, but at the same time, this can be applied to almost any product if you're wanting to get into that. And so I think it's really good. A little bit more analytical, a little bit more numbers-focused than usual, even though we do kind of geek out on that stuff probably too much. But uh, but yeah, if you're if you're wanting to, to really dig into what this product is about, how the results end up looking up from his perspective from the hobby and then my perspective from the retail side, I think this will be a really fun for an episode for you. So dig into it. Uh, of course, Chris is doing a great job with uh, with all of his breaks and he's, uh, he's adjusting. He's what, four or five years into this and he's really figuring things out. So it's fun to see him think through it. Uh, even on a smaller scale, which really nine hobby cases is not that small. It's actually quite a bit. <laughs> when you think about it, dropping five grand on a product, that's uh, that's a significant investment. So the product itself is awesome. But I do want to apologize on a separate note for a little bit of a lack of content the last seven days. I got totally washed up, got swallowed up in that winter storm here in the Midwest and got stuck down south. Uh, so yeah, it put a damper on me being able to get some things done, but uh, should be good to go. Uh, this week with some new content and uh, yeah we really are excited about things at Breaker Culture for the next probably eight weeks with some things rolling out so hang with us obviously keep staying in touch with us on the podcast but also go to BreakerCulture.com or follow us on Twitter at Breaker Culture and most definitely hit me up if you have any questions or concerns we appreciate you guys we do this for you guys the hobby and want to make sure we provide enough content and analysis to to make it worth your while so with that Let's jump in to the interview, part three, the final chapter with Chris Torres at CRT Sports Cars 2019 Top Series 1 Baseball. Let's go. Chris, how you doing, man? I'm well. How are you? Good. You swimming in cards over there? That and snow at the moment up here in Seattle, oh, but mainly right. cards. How much snow did you guys end up getting? I think we got anywhere between like six to eight inches, and of course areas around Seattle 
receive more, but it's, you know, up here it just shuts the city down in a sense. So even four inches is a lot for us. No kidding. Six to eight. Is that the most you've had in a while? Yeah. When I first moved up here, when I was looking for a place to live like seven years ago, it snowed, I think more over a couple of days. But the mm-hmm. concern is, is that it snowed on Monday here. It's supposed to snow again on Monday of this upcoming week and then maybe in the middle of the week. So wow. it's not melting and it's just it's adding on. And for us, it's just it's it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume you don't have the road crews like a city like Kansas City has. No, there's like one plow for the whole city. So, <laughs> you know, wherever it is, is where you want to be. But, you know, it's it's challenging because, you know, I live off a couple side roads from the, from 405. So for me, it's not that bad to get to a, a main artery, but for a lot of people, you know, who were eight, nine, 10 roads back in the neighborhood, you know, you might as well just stay home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, hopefully the Excel marketing guy at Target and Walmart's not the same guy plowing roads. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. And then you get to downtown and it's so hilly and you, you, you're just stuck wherever you go. So yeah. it's not even worth going outside yeah that's frustrating we uh yep. we got smashed with ice this week and it, the schools were closed three days three days out of five oh, and it uh yeah it's what it is i mean i'd say we're used to it but ice this ice is a different game when you got like a quarter inch of ice it changes everything so yeah well i, I read online people you know other parts of the country they have you know they have their kits ready to go and their and their stuff for their car i mean up here yeah. i've got I have nothing in my car, yeah. so it's like I'm I'm not prepared for anything more than rain. So mm-hmm. anything that sticks on the ground, I am toast. And anybody else is, is in the same way. Yeah, I love it. I love winter. I'm glad we all yeah. have to struggle with that. It's true. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, let's dive into this, man. This has been a big big week for both of us. I mean, you attacking yes. tops from really the hobby side, and then me from the retail side. I guess we'll start with. I mean, what, what was your overall impression? I mean, we're a week, a week removed from actually more than a week, about 10 days, nine days. Overall impression. What do you think of the product? I'm a big fan of the product. I think if you, if you, if you ignore all of the noise around the product and you just look at what's in the box and the cards, the parallels, you know, I, I'm a big fan of series one so much more than I have in the past couple of years. Yeah. Why, Why is that? Number one, to me, the parallels, they mm. really stand out this year. The last couple of years, it was sort of hidden in the background, and it just didn't stand out. And when you're trying to build a rainbow or a player collector, it just looks – they just look better this year. Mm-hmm. And then on the on the insert side of things, you know, I, I know the retro hat logos are completely fake, but they look cool. They're just mm. neat to have. You know the the medallions are are nice. They're they're really heavy, so I think that's really cool. And in, on the retail side of things, they're more of a patch. So yep. even though they are again manufactured, there is a there's somewhat of a of a mystique in a sense that it comes from from hobby. And they're not like one. They're they're not like eight per case. They're like one per case. They're mm-hmm. not like prevalent out there. And then and then the 1984 relics uh, i talked about it i think last show you know i think those were going to be really good and then getting them in person yeah i i thought they were they were an amazing add to the product from the 84 side of things agreed yeah yeah i love the fact that the 84 relics stretch across hobby and retail i think it's good yes good, good decision yep. on their part mm-hmm. 
Um, okay. Yeah. I, I would agree with all that. I think uh, par- parallels to me were like num- the number two high point of the product. I just think the parallels are incredible. Best looking parallels that I can remember in, in series one, honestly. Um, yeah, the border, the the in the mixing of the white and the color, they just they just quickly stand out, and, yeah. and they just they just they look really sharp. And there's none of this sort of blending of the colors in the background. Like if you if you think back to like update series, Charlie Culberson for the Braves, there were so many players on his card, you couldn't even really see the parallel color, yeah, because it was just mixed in between their legs. Yeah, so. From a from a perspective of, of a quick identification, I I love the the half border and the the mixing of the dots or whatever the technical design term of it is. I don't know, but it, it just looks good. Yeah, uh, mixing of the dots that is the definitely the technical term. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure that's, I've lost all my credibility with any design major right there. That's, that's right. Uh, a couple of things that I really like. One, I love the fact that the super short prints are vets only, or I guess retired folks, retired players, uh, and they're they're selling well still. Still, I, I just love that. I love super short prints actually carrying some sort of value. Uh, I don't know how often they're being pulled in hobby. I haven't really dug into that. We can talk about that. But on the retail side, I mean, I was I was pulling them every five blaster cases, which is was beating the odds considerably. I was... Yeah, I ended up with four in nine cases. So what what should have been based on the odds two per case, I was only seeing one every two cases. Oh, the odds are two per case. I didn't realize that. Yeah. So if you if you have the, I have my sheet right here handy still. They were they were supposed to be one out of every hundred forty four packs, which was exactly two, basically two per case, and they didn't. They only fell one per case. Or one to every other case, sorry. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So the flip side, blasters were one every 10 cases, and I was getting them one every five cases. You, you owe me four. I think you owe me four. That's what you're telling me. That's exactly what it is, yeah. Darn it. Okay, so I'll pick the four I need. I'll go to your store. Enter <laughs> so, coupon code. Screw you. Uh, yeah. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I I really like the fact that it wasn't this, well, super short print of a rookie or a, or a modern player. It yeah. was just, hey, it's a veteran. Here you go. Now, the Ichiro can be, you can go both ways with it, but at the time of this, he was going to be retired. Yeah. But I, I do like the, the, the legends being the SSPs and everybody else just being the regular short prints. I guess I didn't even pay attention. Is the Ichiro considered a super short print? Yes. To my knowledge, it is, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Cool. I, I pulled an Ichiro, so I didn't think about it. Uh, I just assumed it was a short print. That's cool. I'm double checking right now because I'm I, I want to see. I'm not I was thinking it's it's a super short print. Yeah. Um and I'm trying to picture the image. It's the all star one. Yeah, yeah. Is what do you think? Yeah, there's only eight or nine on eBay right now. They're going for like yeah, it's the super short print. Wow. Okay, that's cool. I'm trying, find, I'm trying to find I'm trying to find the back of a photo, but yeah, for some reason, people putting the back of a photo of a card is like the new thing, which I can't stand. But that's another topic altogether. Yeah, no, the back of the Ichiro is 68, so that's a super short print. Oh, you got it. Yeah, I was gonna say I have it right here too. Yeah. Confirming. Confirming. Oh, just that, also, I'll take that one. That's one of the four I need. So. <laughs> 
We'll work backwards from there. Uh, maybe yeah. Doesn't matter anyway. You checked. Nice. Yeah. Um, cool. The other thing I was gonna say is I, I love I love the fact that insert sets. I mean, even really the singles are just selling so well because people want their master sets. They want to. I mean, they realize the scarcity. I, I'm surprised actually the market responded as quick as it did. But I mean, like yeah. superstars of the game. You know, the retail exclusive. I mean, it's still selling for 130, 140 each, 100 card set. You know, and like the the Cactus League and the Grapefruit Leagues. I mean, they're they're, they're going for a dollar twenty-five a card. It's uh, it's really impressive to me. Um, you're just reminded of the vastness of Top Series One in terms of the number of collectors and the people that are chasing this product. So it played out perfectly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm keeping my words on this because I I was like, there's no way people are going to pay. 400 bucks for a master and i mean they're they're selling for over a thousand dollars yeah so that's have, quickly mm-hmm. go ahead no i was just gonna say have, have you sold any master sets like have you sold a master set in its entirety i have not because the weather has delayed the last few cards i needed from my masters or for my master set oh and gotcha. so i have this stack of mail that's waiting to be delivered that keeps getting delayed so i i do not have an official master set in hand. I had it purchased in theory, but not in hand. Gotcha. Nice. Nice. Um, wh- what about some of the lows of the product? Anything, anything kind of come to mind that you are not a fan of? So the, the thing that stood out to me the most over the nine cases, and, and we know how tops in a sense makes their product from, from the, the coalition perspective of runs, but mm-hmm. over nine cases, there were 12 base short prints that I never saw. And mm-hmm. I had doubles of everything else. So I, I know how the product is, is, is produced and things like that, but just not to get one case or or find one run of those cards is is was sort of frustrating to me. Yep. And at the same time, you know, I over nine cases, when I'm getting 60 gold parallels per case, yeah. to still need about 60 to complete my set, Wow, was frustrating when I still when I have doubles of everything else, basically. Wow, 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 that's crazy. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, but like on, you know, on the yeah on the hundred and fifty year set, same thing. I needed sixty two cards of that parallel set, but on I have doubles of almost everything. So it was just it was not being able to find those runs of cards, and so you you basically had really it feels to me two or three case runs of how they were produced and, and boxed up. And I just didn't happen to get the right one to complete really anything. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of a risky realm. You order from one spot. You just, if, they, if they're not mixing it up, you're not getting yep. some off the same palette and you're kind of just at the mercy of that realm. Correct. Yeah. That's frustrating. And then I think you have to, you have to, this is where you really addressed to me the jumbo debacle from from the lows. I, I, it wasn't affected. I didn't get affected by it because I'm, you know, you know, my stance is always hobby. But they really pulled the rug out from underneath everybody on the jumbo side of things. So that was that's something that's really going to hurt the product. But it could also be on the flip side a potential high for people who have opened their product because there's a lot of cards that are not going to be opened because nobody's going to open jumbo. So mm. how many cards? are locked away in jumbo that are never going to get opened. That's a great point. It really is. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, a lot of the colored cards, like the, the camos and the pinks and the Mother's Day and all that stuff, yeah, it's just going to increase the value of those. That's a great point. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, if Jumbo's at three hundred bucks, I'll buy Jumbo. But I mean, I'm not spending anything more than three hundred dollars. It's never going to be that price unless it's like a Black Friday special, right? You know, that real that low. I, I well, look, I'm not going to say it's going to get to three hundred bucks, but I would not be surprised if it dipped really. I mean, really close to that. Yeah, really soon. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I'm looking at DealerNet right now. For those who don't know, DealerNet's kind of that place where you know, hobby shops and, and dealers behind the scenes, distributors will basically sell stuff to each other. Yep. Um, in, a, in a Tops Jumbo case right now, if you wanted to buy a case, uh, you could buy one for four fifteen. Yeah, that's that's probably like what it's worth. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, there's a guy. There's a guy selling ten of them right now for four hundred each. Actually, that's Britton mm-hmm. Becca. <laughs> that's Britton Becca. Oh, yeah. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's the worst sign ever. <laughs> when the biggest rip and flipper in the entire world is selling for four hundred bucks each. <clears throat> yeah, he only opened only opened up hobby this year. He sold. He's trying to sell at least all of his jumbos. From yeah. talking to him. Crazy. But he's been pretty public with that, so that's nothing. That's no secret or anything. Yeah, totally. He's all over Twitter. Yeah. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, collation, uh, the jumbo debacle, which I, I get. I don't know how that's gonna all play out. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some back end runs of the product that will probably have the short prints in there. I would guess from tops. Yeah. Um, I. I read something online and, you know, of course, anybody can post anything online these days. So take this with a grain of salt. But it appears that maybe Tops knew this was going to happen or they knew about this issue. But because distributors already sent out the jumbos early, they couldn't pull the product back. Mm, that'd be interesting. Okay. Hmm. So you, you don't know if that's true or not. But because, you know, some guys I know there was a big breaker in New York who was opening jumbos. Saturday morning before release, so that's five right. days early. Yeah. So that was that team sets New York or something like that, and so maybe if Tops had realized on on Monday, oh my gosh, these are not in the product, you know, they could have recalled it, but it all right. it all been sent out for the weekend. Right. Yeah. It's per speculation, so do not totally. take that with any sort of often, you know. Totally. Yeah, that's not breaking news by any means. That's uh, that is one hundred percent speculation, and I would be totally surprised if Tops. Tops knew that. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think, uh, yeah. I don't think they, that's actually the case. But who knows? Yeah. There's yeah. some crazy things that have happened with Tops products in the last couple of years. And pack we, issues have been interesting. Yeah, from Ginter to this, and yeah, yeah. and we'll, we'll never ever know. We'll no, never, that's the best part about it. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, anything else? Anything else that stands out to you in terms of the the lows of the product? Those are two big ones for sure. But one, you, one you're not affected by, and then the other is well, collations that usually issue across most products, so it's not anything unique to tops. Yeah, I, I have to say it again. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the of the product itself. Yeah. If you cool. just ignore if you ignore all the noise, I the lows I had are from a results perspective. I just didn't get the cards I was looking for. To when I'm getting when I'm averaging a, a short print and a half per box or about you know. 18 or 20 per case over nine cases to not to be to have 180 esque short prints to not have a complete set of 75 is frustrating, but that's from the results perspective. But overall, I really like the product. Yeah, I still do for sure. Well, let's, let's talk about that then. So what, what, what does that matter to you 
do, do you believe you get more value when you have a complete set? Or yeah, you're gonna sell yeah because a complete set of short prints is a lot more valuable than selling them individually. Is that actually the case? I mean, is there enough buyers that buy short print sets? I believe there are. Are there? Okay. And if you figure in, if you figure in the price of, let's say, six to ten dollars per short print to buy everyone individually, mm -hmm. the seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, five hundred to seven fifty. Yep. Okay. Yeah, five. So you start if you if you come out there and price it three hundred bucks, that's just ridiculous. But I, I there, there's there's buyers out there with short prints who will spend ten to twelve dollars per card on these sets. Yeah. So I, I think there's value in, in having a complete set of 75. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay. That's good to know. I, I never really thought about it from a set perspective of short prints. Um, I always thought it was kind of best to approach it, selling them singles and uh, mainly because now, it's have you so sold hard. Your, have you sold your home run challenge set on eBay? No, no one cares. Cause the one sold online for like 300 bucks. That's, that's when I find interesting that a set of that would sell because to me it's not a set product or yeah. an insert or whatever it is but someone spent like 300 bucks or at least purchased one on ebay for that and i'm and i didn't get but that's another issue i guess i had i didn't get a jd martinez home run challenge card in nine cases what so, yeah add that to the low category i forgot about that one <laughs> so okay so that, that's a, that brings up a good point we're gonna get back to the numbers here in a minute but so the home run okay. challenge thing <clears throat> i saw one of your posts on twitter that you showed Really zero, one through 10, and then, you know, oh, yeah. 20. Um, I saw the exact same thing happen in retail. Like, I mean, I had, so I opened 10 blaster cases and five retail cases. I, and I have probably four, between three and 400 home run challenge cards. Um, I have two of a couple guys in the one, yep. in the one through 10 range, and I have 10 of a couple guys, you know, 21 through 30. It's, crazy how mm -hmm. short printed the, I mean so Mike Trout he because he I think he's number one he's number two he's, he's number one number yeah I'm holding it right now yeah yeah I mean my goodness if folks are looking to I mean there's not there's not going to be a lot of opportunities to win a home run challenge from Mike Trout because there's not enough of those cards I'll tell you that right now no I I hit I hit two Mike Trouts in nine cases yeah yeah I hit, I hit three two, I mean yeah yeah. So I don't know if those are short printed or not, but I mean to to have some of the best players in a sense, home run hitters, you know, Judge Harper, you know, Arenado in Colorado, to be in the first ten or so and not to have any, or to have one or two per per nine cases. Well, so I'm wondering what they're doing there is if it's around helping drive value to the actual winning cards. Because I mean, you saw a couple of those last year where there was a ton of Harpers and the Harpers were coming out, you know, the, the winning card was like numbered to 95. Yeah. You know, and then you'd have like a Edward and, you know, in, in Carcion who would sell for like, he would have like 12 and no one would want to buy it. So may, maybe they're trying to just derive some value into these, these better hitters, these better players. I don't yeah. know. I don't know much about the home run challenge cards outside of, I tried to play a couple of times last year and I lost. So I was yeah. like, I'm kind of done with this, but it's, a, it's so random, but I know there are big fans out there of, of the, the program itself. But I just found it interesting that when I sorted them all, I was like, wow, I have, I have a lot of, uh, I think it was the twenties and then some of the thirties, but the, the, the teens or the, the single, single digit ones I had none of, I'm like, what is this? This is yeah. crazy. 
It's yeah. a basic card, not a short print or anything, but right. it is what it is. Yeah. No, for sure. I, I did find that interesting as well. Um, but, oh, well, yeah, they're codes, so it's hard to complain. Those are kind of bonuses. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, are, they do not have the value I thought they would have. I will say that. So I don't think they have value now. I'm yeah. holding mine. Are you? I think I'm holding mine until the beginning of the season because no one's trying to play the game right now. Right. That's, that's a good point. Um, and well, so I'm mm-hmm. they're on my desk for now. Yeah. How many were you getting per case out of the hobby case? Was it three per box? So I think it was. I, what, I was hitting the average. I, okay. I was stacking those my top now cards, those stupid advertisements. Yeah. So, uh, what are they like nine or twelve? What I was I was getting the average. Just put it that way. What are they like one in ten or something like that? Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Okay. So they do come pretty frequently in uh, in hobby. I was yeah. They're one every. Oh, sorry. They're they're one every twenty four. Oh, that's so right. No. Less. Okay. I'm I'm ridiculous because in my in my in my cases the top the bottom right pack was always a home run challenge card. So it was one per box. Nice. Okay. So you ended up yeah. with... Okay. Oh, that makes more sense then. So you, I mean, you opened nine yeah. cases. You basically got 108 home run challenge Correct. cards. Yeah, um, 108, yeah. Okay. So, so they're coming a lot more frequently in, um, in retail. Mm, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah, it does. I, I do think that's one of those cards you should probably put more in retail. I think... It, it ignites some fan reaction and some of the, you know, the kids would love these types of cards. My kids love the home run challenge cards. So. Yeah. I think the market's different. So I think that's, totally. that, that's a good card to have yeah. in, in retail with the casual fan, casual buyer than, than the hobby exclusive purchaser. So. Yeah. All right. Let's go, let's go back to the numbers here. So um, ROI, how was this comparing to kind of where you were with top series one last year? Are you kind of where you were hoping to be? And it's funny you mentioned that you didn't get the, the hits that you, you needed. Cause I immediately thought, well, shoot, you had some crazy good big hits. Yeah. Um, you weren't referring to that. You were referring to some of the, just the missing cards for your sets. Did, well, did, I wasn't. Okay. Okay. Oh, sure. oh, I wasn't fine. missing. Okay. So I wasn't missing anything. I, everything that I should have received, I received quote unquote, right. Outside of, you know, the stated odds in the super short prints. That's a small thing. Now, I've had some absolutely insane hits. Mm-hmm. I'm talking like the Freddie Freeman is like a one out of every 4,000 cases. Mm-hmm. You know, I hit two printing plates. Those are one of every like eight or nine cases. So I doubled that up. Mm-hmm. You know, I hit, I hit my three red autos, which is correct, but they happen to be Judge, Chipper Jones, and Jeff McNeil. So I hit three good red autos. <laughs> so... Everything fell into my favor. I, I by no means am missing any hits. I just was frustrated with the fact that on the very basic parallels over nine cases, I wasn't able to complete a, I wasn't able right. to complete an entire set right. based on the way they packed the product out. Gotcha. Okay. So so compare this to last year. What? Um, how does this look? Are, do you have a good feeling about the product? The results. So it's been a big, it's been a big wave for me, sort of peaks and valleys with this product. So, you know, we spoke two weeks ago and I was, I was thinking this was going to be about scratching out every single dollar. If I could make back, you know, 75% of my money, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, that could be really good because I didn't think the market would respond to master sets in the thousands and everything else so i was very hesitant thinking that i maybe i just lost a thousand dollars based on the fact i'm not going to have 10 master sets or or nine master sets after Mm -hmm. release to where then 
when the product came out, I say I was a little more comfortable. I started seeing the, the cards came out, the parallels were looking good. I, I feel I felt more positive, sort of middle middle of my break, mm-hmm. and then now starting to see the results come in. You know, the the inserts are selling really well. The insert parallels, like the ones out of one fifty, those mm-hmm. are those are really good. I call that out saying that could be some hidden value in those, and people are buying those up at you know fifteen twenty bucks for mm-hmm. the right players, which is really good. Yeah, that's great. And uh, you know, I switched over to player lots versus completed sets. I am I am very bullish right now in my results. I I. I feel very confident. I'm, I'm having to redo some of my projections in a sense is where I'm going to finish, where I think I'm going to finish out with the change to two player lots. But I, overall, I feel very confident and it's really a complete 180 than where I was two weeks ago when we saw the checklist come out or three weeks ago now. Yep. And I'm thinking, wow, I might, if I make back 75%, I did a heck of a job. What do you think you're going to end up in? I really think that I can do better than where I was at with Series 2 last year, which was over 25% return. Wow, that's awesome. We'll see. That I, that's my. That's where I'm at right now because I still have a ton of product left. Yeah. And a lot, of the, a lot of the good stuff. I haven't sold anything that's really, you know, that would you would consider the named hits, the stuff I was sharing on Twitter and, yep. and gawking over and, and things like that. And it's just been really... I, I'm already I'm already back about 35% after fees after about a week, mm-hmm. and it's just been really the run of the mill stuff. The 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 advanced stat parallel, for example, is selling really well. Those mm-hmm. are really hidden, and people really don't know what they are. Are they're they being missed, and so I'm getting good prices on those. So I'm, I'm I feel very very bullish right now on this product. That's great, man. That's great. Yeah, um, it's funny you mentioned 35%. I'm at 30% on mine. Okay. And I have honestly, I've not even listed my singles yet because I just haven't had time. Um, but and, and none of the big hits are selling yet, uh, which is fine. I, I, at least my experience, top series one, it's totally cool because over the course of the next two months, they're going to start you're going to start chipping away at that really easily. Um, yeah, so. I'm not disappointed. I'm still sitting on my Aaron Judge red, my chipper. Yeah, exactly. red. I'm, I'm, oh, it's so I'm terrible. Like, okay. I know, like I really don't care, <laughs> you know. But so. You know, if my if my Guriel advanced stat doesn't sell in a month, I might be a little worried. I lost four bucks, but I'm not too worried about <laughs> you know my my red autos right now, my red relics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, that that's a good uh, that's a good foundation to have. It kind of gives you peace of mind knowing that the break's going to go pretty well. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so for folks on the advanced stat, I guess my one tip for those listening would be kind of kind of know how the packs work, kind of know where cards are, because at least in retail, and you can tell me how we're working in hobby, um, you would always have an insert, and then usually you'd have you'd have two inserts in most packs uh, with retail, and you would sometimes have that random base card that you would think is a base card slipped in between the two, and it's so easy to just think, oh my gosh, they just put a base card in there. That's the advanced stat. <laughs> you flip it over and yeah. look, and you'll see the it's number to one hundred and fifty. And I love the fact they do that advanced stat stuff. It's really cool. Um, super easy to miss. How was it falling in hobby then? How were you figuring it out? So they were they were one every there were there were four per case on average. Okay. And they're super glossy. Now in hobby there was only there was only at times two inserts per or not, there was like one insert per pack, and then you'd have a parallel hit or something like that. So it'd be yeah. behind the insert. And I thought I was really good at finding them all, except I, I missed four of them 
as my as Jerry was short as Jerry was sorting my cards for me, mm-hmm. she kept finding them. And nice. so it was, you know, so I thought I was really good at, at, at identifying the super glossy ones, but I, I was not, but they're just, they're really glossy. And once you figure it out, it's, it's easier, but they are, I, I really think they missed an opportunity to have some sort of really crazy math number or math equation border mm-hmm. on those to quickly identify that they're really a sort of a math parallel versus a, a standard color parallel. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's a great idea. Might be something we pass over to tops. Yeah, I think it'd have been cool to have something like E equals MC squared, or yeah. you know, something easy like that on the border where you could easily tell. Because because the the thing is, these are not going to show up much at all because they're going to get lost into the base cards. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yep. But I love the parallel. I think it's a great addition. I thought it was really neat at the end to add. But no, totally. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's hard to tell what they are. Yep. Which again, they, who knows how many are hidden in jumbo and then who knows how many people are going to forget and not find, especially in retail. Um, there's, there's, I mean, it's going to be hard to find more than 30 or 40 of each of these guys out there for these, these parallels. Yeah. And it, it's another example of a parallel that I did really well with. So of the, of, of all of my parallels with, with or all of my hits on this, on this certain parallel, I hit a judge, a Kuna, and two Otanis. So for me to hit two Otanis in of a 150 card, you know, is is incredible. So I, I ran really hot yeah. on on all of the hits I needed to. So I it was it was really good for me. Hard to complain. Hard to complain about yeah. that. <laughs> Man. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. Um, so so talk to me about the player lots versus base set. Why why did you make that shift? What was the impetus behind that? So I looked at at the market, and I it started with the fact that I had not sold a base set other than a couple to a couple friends on Twitter, and they just weren't selling. And I'm like, this doesn't. What am I missing? What's mm-hmm. what am I seeing in the market? What's going on? And I realized that they're just selling for too low. Like I'm just not going to sell them for twenty bucks. Yeah. And, and when you factor in shipping of like $8 now, it's just, I'm giving away everything for $10. So I looked at eBay, I saw the player lots and realized nobody has 25 count lots of players. Mm-hmm. You know, not many people opened, you know, I know I only opened nine cases. I didn't open up a hundred, right? But, but a lot of people opened up one case or two case. And that's why the the set lots are or the sets are flooded because everybody that's sort of their avenue. No one's going to buy a right. a seven count lot or a six count lot of a player. Right. Me from a from an advantage in the marketplace, if I went out there and listed twenty five card lots, I'm the only one selling them. Yeah. And so I went in there and I said, look, if I run the math, and and just for example, here's here's the math I use. If I sell 50 base sets, or yeah, sorry, if I sell 50 base sets at 30 bucks, which I felt was the right price, mm-hmm. that's only 1250. Then I have to take out shipping from that, so I maybe make 850 dollars before fees on those. But if I sell 350 player lots at three dollars, sorry, 25 lots at three dollars a piece, that's 1,050. But if I do 50, which is 50 sets, that's $2,100. And people are paying the shipping on those. Mm-hmm. So I take, so the shipping they're paying is a wash when I'm paying on shipping. So I take 
a potential return of 850 and move it all the way to $2,100 by having 25 count lots and having nobody else out there have those amount of amount of cards for any player. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with it. It's all I've done almost exclusively in the last five years is player lots. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I don't blame you. Good, good for you. And, uh, and I realized last year when I, we told, we spoke about this a couple, you know, episodes ago, you know, last year I realized that, you know, I was only opening a couple of cases. I was trying to compete with the big buyers or the big openers out there. I just couldn't compete. I'm just, I'm just one little fish out there yeah. trying to sell 10, 10 card lots. But now I'm the only one. Yeah. I, if you want a 25, a 50, a 75 count lot on eBay right now, you have to go to me. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, I agree. Uh, that's that's exactly how we sorted our tops series one is to get to that point to be able to eventually sell player lots. You're gonna end yeah. up selling all of them before I even uh, get mine listed. So that's good for you. Yeah, I mean, I had I had a couple sold before I'd even finished the listing them all. I mean, they were that quick that night. Yeah. It was just boom, 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 boom. And so I, I got swamped quickly. It wasn't exactly in a sorting spot to <laughs> move 75, 80 lots that quickly. Yeah. But we got caught up very nice. Like Jerry helped me out a lot. It was very helpful when she was off to get me caught back up. And I'm in a good spot now. But first couple of days, I was accepting offers at midnight my time. So if they paid me, it would be shipping required the following day. So I'd have an extra day to process the order. So it's strategic when I accepted some of these offers. Absolutely. You got to do what you got to do. You got to work the system. I know. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then, yeah, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing, you know, three seventy three twenty five lots of 75 cards altogether. And then I'll have some extras. I think I'll have 10 or 12, you know, maybe, maybe extra. I might do some 10 lots or I might do 10 sets or something like that on the side, but. Yeah. I just felt that when the market was so jammed with sets, nobody's doing 25 count lots. I, that's the, that's my avenue right there to make all this money back. No, I love it. I think it's it's a great strategy. And I mean, let's face it, the way grading has become a, a goal for most people, or a lot of collectors now in the hobby, player lots play to their strategies. And mm -hmm. it gives you, and those guys have a lot of money. And I'm not saying most of the player lots you sell are going to graders because most of those cards aren't going to be graded. But uh, people buying up Kyle Tucker lots, I guarantee you, they're considering going through your 25 card lot or your 50 card lot and figuring out the yeah. 10 best cards to go send to BGS or PSA. Like that's what they're doing, and that's, I mean, that's a great strategy. It's so much more economical than and, going and buying five cards at a time or picking them out of a set. That's the other piece of the puzzle too. Is I can counter back a little bit higher than probably. 25 is worth because to get 25 cards you have to pay like eight bucks in shipping between two sellers and by then it's more expensive so yep. there's some there's some advantages from for me the seller and, and them to to offer 25 and the first the fet the first lots i've sold yep. i think there's not one name player i've sold a bunch of stadium lots which blew my mind you know i sold like 200 Blue Jays to a guy, and that was a guy. I was that was a card. I was like, I'm never going to sell these Blue Jays. It's just it's the wrong country. <laughs> but everything I've sold so far is what I would consider lesser or no name players. Hmm. I've only sold McNeil. I've sold 50 McNeil cards. Yep. Other than that, I still have all of the name players. I have all of the name veterans still. The stuff that sold immediately was stuff that I never thought would sell. Hmm. Interesting. 
Yeah, there you go. It's really weird. That's yeah. That's it's funky. I mean, the, the market changes fast, and I think I mean not to say that the player lines haven't been around forever, um, but no. uh, it's a that's a good it's a good adjustment. Somebody's part. gonna have yeah. Someone's gonna have twenty five lots here soon. I know they are. I was talking to a guy the other day. He's like, I'm gonna sell twenty five lots because he opened up twenty cases of, of jumbo, which is yeah. fine. I said, hello, competition. It's gonna happen. I've got a small window here. Take advantage of it, and then we'll go from there. But I think I'm so far ahead right now that I can take advantage of you know of the of the market of no one having any having any up at the moment. And then when yep. when people start showing up like you who have to crush, then I will adjust my prices. It's a crush. I will crush you. That's right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I report all your listings. Like, report, report, report. Oh wow! <laughs> Attention. Potentially, we're now boycotting CRT sports cars. No, is, this, uh... is that picture from you? I don't know if that picture is from you. Just that's inside. Just kidding. <laughs> that's right. I, I did, folks. I did text Chris and ask for his picture of silver packs because I did snag a couple of hobby cases. And uh, yeah. I actually got them in today. I, our ice storm here delayed my shipment by three days. So, Oh, no. That's what's. At least you got them in finally, though, which is good. Yeah. Yeah, they're in. They're in, but. Anyway. But yeah, no, that's that's the reason why at the end of the day, I just realized I can try to fight a losing battle with sets or I can go forge my own path. And that right now it's with 25 count lots and we'll go with that. Perfect. Good stuff. Well, that's awesome, man. It sounds like uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear because we were uh, we were pretty low on things two weeks ago and uh, yep. nice, nice recovery. Maybe uh, maybe there was a little bit more forethought than we expected from tops and it played out perfectly for them no doubt about that yep. so it, it does it does make me a little bit more excited about top series too i was not excited really at all but now i'm pretty thrilled about it yeah it was it was interesting and in when that checklist first came out i was like what are we doing here yeah and it really it really hit home during my break and so i live streamed some of my case openings just for fun and that was sort of an interesting interesting sort of <laughs> Uh, sort of process but i found myself for the first time in six seven years really caring about inserts yeah. i was hunting these inserts down i was reading them what number are they for so many years it's just been like okay here's an insert put it to the side put it to the side now i'm like i'm actively involved in this insert chase mm -hmm. and it drives me up the wall but it's great and so i i overall i mean really like the changes in I think the process could have been improved at the beginning, but overall, I, I'm still a big fan of Series 1. And to your point, Series 2 should be great if the right rookies get called up, so we'll see how it goes. Correct, yeah, and I guess, touching on the rookies real quick, the, the rookie that I'm seeing sell best for me is obviously Kyle Tucker. What what two or three rookies are selling best for you behind Kyle Tucker? So McNeil selling well. Okay. He, I've sold his, his autos. I've sold a couple of his parallels, and then, and then Urias. I accidentally listed a, a gold Urias in my you pick your uh, gold lot or gold uh, your variation listing. Yeah. And I meant to take it out and I listed this I listed it and it sold within like forty seconds. And so it was like a dollar thirty five. And so I messaged a guy, I'm like, Great job there. I missed it. He's like, You don't need to sell it to me. I was like, No, you, you found it. I made a mistake. It's yours. You take it for a dollar thirty five. But yeah. to me it's it's McNeil and Urias right now outside of Tucker. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's what those are the three I got too. Uh, speaking yeah. of that, I did make a bigger mistake. I was uh, in a meeting earlier this week, and I I had the you know the silver superstars of the game kind of foil cards that come out of retail. I had a set of those up, a couple sets, and then I had um, yeah. 
the 150 year anniversary set up, which I got, I almost got two of the sets, by the way, <laughs> which is of the, of the base parallel. <laughs> no, the, no, no, no. The, uh, insert set 150 years of the game or whatever. The, what are they, what are oh, they yes. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. So I wasn't paying attention and I, a guy sent me an offer for 150 bucks and I was thinking it was the 150 card or the hundred card superstar set. And I was like, ah, sure, that's a good deal, 150 bucks, I'll do that, because that's what they've been going for. <laughs> and it was the freaking yeah. insert uh, set. And I'm like, dang it. So I'm, uh, I mean, I mean, that's 400 bucks, it's a $400 set. Yeah, uh-huh. And I sold for 150. Uh, but I'm gonna honor it, I'm gonna do it. But yeah. I, it was yeah. painful, painful to do it. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's it's difficult, but thankfully, thankfully my mistake was only like six, seven dollars, not a couple hundred dollars, but yeah, I could, yeah, I mean, you, you got to honor the deal. I, I hate when I see sellers then try to cancel the order and then came up with some lame excuse. Like, look, you made a mistake. Yeah. You, you, whatever, you know, go with it and move on. It's way more, way, it's way better to honor that deal than to ever try to short somebody and then try to resell it later on down the road. Oh, totally. Yeah. I always do the right thing. Tell my kids that I need to do that myself. So, so. Yep. 100%. Ethical all of the way, regardless if you make a mistake or not. Just be yep. ethical about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. So, I guess in closing, did you actually get a master set? No, I finished 10 cards from a master set okay. in nine cases. I was missing one evolution card, I think it was. Of course. And then, and then nine of the 150 year set. I will say, though, I did. I did. Be, I did finish ninety three percent to a second master set, though. Wow! I wasn't too disappointed in the fact that I received so many doubles of cards that I was able to almost put together a second master. So I'm going to have two masters here live in person within the next week or so, pending the weather, based on everything I've I've picked up to have two master sets. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up with one master set, uh, actually okay. one one retail master set, which is not much. I saw your listing on eBay. Yeah, I just went ahead and just went for it to see what people pay for it. Um, yeah, I put an auction listing up. It'd probably go for like four hundred bucks, and I'd be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you put it up for auction. I thought you had it. You had it best offer like fifteen hundred bucks. I have one up there for best offer too, but I I listed one as an auction uh, last night. Oh, so, I got you. Okay. Yeah, but well, yeah, we'll, we'll see what, how that plays out. Um, there's only there's only a few buyers I think that will spend the money that's needed on master sets at this point. But, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I ended up with one full and and probably I don't know the percentage like you do, but probably fifty or sixty percent of the way through the second. So mm. what what surprised yeah. me? Yeah. I was just gonna say, what surprised me is how close I got on the gold, the foil, and the 150 year parallel. Um, sets. I mean, I, I'm I'm 30 cards short of maybe all three of those. 30 to 40 cards short. Wow. I did not expect yeah. that at retail. I thought it'd be not even remotely close. Yeah, I I didn't even go for the rainbow foil because I was so far. I was actually worse than 60 cards. I made a, a big trade with somebody on the blow-up forums, like about an 80-card insert trade and parallel trade to finish up my 150-year set uh -huh. because I was just so far off in the rainbow, rainbow foil that wasn't yep. even worth trying. So, I'm trying to finish up my gold now and then, you know, I'll have the 150 year set. I don't know. I'm, I'm 
curious how that parallel set is going to sell for yeah. the secondary market. I don't know. It's sort of a gamble, but I was too close with trades to not just get it complete and yeah. put it up. And so uh, it's a complete shot in the dark to see if that's even going to command a premium or even be interesting to a buyer. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Totally. Yeah. What, uh, what do you think? I've been wrong all year on Series 1, so I'll, I'll be wrong again <laughs> on here. So. We have the expert on, and he's been wrong the entire time. <laughs> that's, that's like people on TV these days. They get paid a million dollars, and they're wrong all the time. So I, I'm, I'm right in line with those people. You so. you are the meteorologist of Tops 1. That's what we're going to say from here on out. Yeah, that's something like that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> At least we knew the master set was 720, and we knew the cases were 24 packs, the boxes and stuff. So we had the basics, right? That was about it. <laughs> That's right. We knew the release date. <laughs> exactly. No, we actually didn't because it came out like a week early. So no, that's a good point. Yeah, we got screwed on that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Well, good anyway. stuff, man. Thanks for all the yeah. insight. Um, it's been it's been nice talking through series one with you. Hopefully, folks got a lot. I know folks folks got a lot of a lot of it. So thank you for pouring yourself into it. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. All right, man. Have a good weekend. Look, I realize that there are new breakers starting up every single day, and there are so many good breakers out there, and I will vouch for just about everybody that uh, that I really get a chance to know and that we interact with on the show, and then I get a chance to conversate with in the you know, behind the scenes. But um, there are certain breakers that I think you obviously need to go check out and try for yourself uh, because they just do a really good job at their, their job. And one of them is 702 Breakers. You heard them on the show again. Uh, super down to earth, cool, super cool dudes. Um, that's the way they break. And it's very straightforward. I cannot recommend them enough. I mean, look, they have a gajillion positive feedbacks on eBay. They didn't trick the system. Like they've done it the right way over and over again. So you can kind of rest assured knowing that, hey, I can go purchase a spot for them from them on eBay and I can you know, utilize the eBay Bucks platform and and I can uh, participate in a break six nights a week because that's how long they break. They break every single night, basically. They rotate the two dudes, uh, Toby and Andrew. So yeah, uh, go give them a try. They're out of Las Vegas. It's a family-run business. And these guys have grown up around the hobby. They, they, they love you joining their brew crew. That's what they call it. Uh, so yeah, give them a try. Social at 702breakers or go to stores.ebay.com forward slash... 702-breakers or you can just go to breaker culture and you can type 702-breakers and you'll find their page there and then you can go find them on the store so yeah check them out 702-breakers listen to the interview check them out you'll love it i promise back to the show